Episode two, we're here. We're obviously learning on the fly. <laughs> Amateur hour. If uh, starts at eight thirty, apparently. <laughs> so, I love live stream. We're hey. all good. We're all good. Just hey. making sure that the fans are paying attention. Look, Scott said thanks for fixing that. Not a That's problem. I'm so doing. glad you guys brought it to my attention because I probably would have went another five or ten minutes. So, thank you. Well, it is what it is. But so we'll get into. We have a teaser announcement to make later in the show. So make sure you stay. Tune in for the entire thing, so for the fourth down, we'll get into our announcement. Some people may already know that uh, things are out there on Facebook or whatnot, but let's get started right with Jared, our contributor, Jared Hansen. So, Jared, here's the floor again uh, to try to <laughs> start from okay. the top. Okay. Well, it starts with me being a sports fan all my life, basically. Um, but 2001 XFL, I enjoyed that. I thought the I, – I was – misled though i thought it was going to be wrestlers doing tricks i thought like undertaker would be like offensive line or you know going for tackles or something like that like vader or something um but it wasn't like that um unfortunately but it still had a little bit of scriptedness to it um but you know later on it, it folded you know we went on our merry way but i liked the 2018 you know we had the announcement with vince mcmahon and oliver luck I loved what they had to say, how they were going to kind of change football a little bit with some of the rules, which I liked, you know, that was for the love of football. And I, you know, I followed it from that 2018 where they revealed the the logos, the cities and, and that sort of thing. And I followed it the whole time I was in Denver and I, I ended up getting on watching a lot of shows like, um, was at XFL News Hub and 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 then at the time I found Dirty and A Train. It was the XFL STL show. Um, I chimed in on on their show, called up, um, and got on their show. And I've been wanting to talk XFL all the time. Basically, I'm I'm I'll, I'll eat any news that the XFL pumps out. So, but 2020, I was all in with it. I tried to watch every game I could. Um, I actually made a XFL watch party in my hometown of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, even though the closest team was like 600 plus miles away, which was St. Louis. Um, I got some friends. Um, I met I met a, a few new people with it. I called up a sports bar, see, see, you know, asked them if we could just take a television, maybe with some volume and watch the game. And it got better each week. Um, and then I actually ended up watching a game at, at a at the casino in Iowa where you could sports bet XFL as well, um, which was really fun. It was pretty uh, luxurious. They had the movie theater recliner seats and all that. But um, I felt I followed it the whole way till unfortunately what happened. You know, 2020 happened and it went out of business, uh, and that was a that was heartbreaking for myself. I actually have uh, like three renditions of the 2020 hat here, like version one through three, but. Um, I, I tried saving, I tried saving, um, I, I've tried provide, you know, spending some money on it. This is like the first rendition of it, like 
total uh, stitch. The stitching wasn't the greatest. It got better. The final version is right here, but um, I got the 2020, like, you know, card signatures that they came out with, like Luis Perez and uh, Darius Victor. But uh, I followed, um, I kind of had no favorite team with the XFL. I wanted the league to survive. Didn't really, I kind of had a preference for St. Louis, the Battle Hawks, since they were the, the, clo- the closest. But I love the New York Guardians logo. It, it stuck with me. I loved it. It was the best jersey, in my opinion. I got I got the black one up here. I wish they would have sold the away jersey, which was all gray at the time. And you could see it on pictures online. But uh, I enjoyed the 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 home as well. So, um, but it was a it was a great time. Twenty twenty was a great time until like week six. It it went out and and then thank goodness the Rock and Danny and Redbird Capital brought it through the you know br- brought it up through the ashes and and stunned me like I didn't know if it was going to go through you know the bankruptcy and all that stuff. I didn't know if anyone was going to take a, take it, but. Lo and behold, it was the rock and, you know, we hit the jackpot or hit the lottery with that. And, you know, they got it for that 15 to $23 million. And here we are today with a, you know, first successful season. And back in 2020, I was going to go to that XFL championship in Houston, but luckily I didn't get a ticket when it folded. But I, I said it to myself, I'm going to that championship game you know, last, you know, which happened last, last season, but I'm doing that no matter what. Cause I made a promise to myself I was going to do it and, and actually go to an XFL game because I didn't even go to one in, in 2020 because I had to work. But, um, it, you know, now I've made it happen with, I go into games with you and, uh, in Orlando and I ended up moving to Florida and luckily they have an XFL team now, so I can root for, um, that's my home, home team now. So, um, and I, you know, and I was rooting for him in 2020, the Guardians. So, uh, you know, even though Matt McGloin was horrible and, uh, and, and and that sort of thing, but that's another story. But um, I'm, I, I love, uh, I, it's kind of this embrace the neon is definitely the right uh, slogan for it because I've learned to grow, grow with this team or love this team more because there actually was at least two Denver Broncos on that Orlando Guardians team. You know, uh, Paxton Lynch and then Cody Latimer, mm-hmm. who I remember from Super Bowl 50, he was like third or fourth on the depth chart for wide receiver in 2015. But, um, yeah, so I, I was rooting for him. I, he was a wide receiver in, with the Broncos, and I noticed he went he went to tight end with uh, the, the Guardians. But um, I've enjoyed like, – like, I was just going to like the team for them being – you know, in this, you know, nearby me, but it was more than that. After I knew who the players were, I was more invested. Actually, I got the Glacier Boys from FCF. Two of uh, two of their players were on the Guardians. So the DeAndre Francois, the quarterback, and Andrew Jamil, mm, uh, the wide receiver. Yeah, so, so, so there. I was rooting for them the first season of fan control football, and then they went to the Guardians. So that kind of got my interest a little bit more so so that's about me guys man shouts out to jared man give it up for jared real quick can i get an embrace the neon in the comment section please that'd be lovely uh salute to all the people in there real quick i just want to go through the, the the chat real quick mike we got um my wife said oh you're from south dakota me too uh, she said, oh, wow. yeah. she said, ill, but you're from East river. We can't be friends, Jared. <laughs> I'm from Sioux Falls. Yes. From Sioux Falls near Minnesota. Uh, 
She said she's from sort of like fans. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, that's the other side. King in the building, man. What's up? What's going on, my brother? Uh, we got Love TJ. Shout out to TJ in the building. I see you guys. I appreciate it. I see Matt in the building, man. If you guys had seen last season, I don't know if you guys paid attention to the guys that put uh, the, the paper bags on their head. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few. Shout yeah. out to my brother Matt right there in the chat. Salute. I see Scott in the building. Scott Crock in the building. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, like I said, this is episode two. We're just getting started. And this is the first quarter. We do have about a two minute warning right now in the first quarter, though. Mike, so I, do what you do, bro. Do what you do best. I got a, I got a question. Dude, <clears throat> you mentioned you meant you mentioned your uh Denver Bronco boys, right? Yeah. How'd you feel yeah. about Paxton? Paxton was fantastic question. I when he came to the Guardians, my heart dropped. I thought DeAndre Francois could have been good enough. I was wrong about that. Um, a little bit. Um, maybe they didn't give him more of a chance. I don't know. But in Dorm- Dormady, I was sold on those two at least. So p- bringing in Paxton, I wasn't cool with it because he was already had his chance. He was a first round pick with the Broncos. He's had his chance. Like him coming in felt felt like he was stealing their thunder. I know of him as just a running quarterback. From what I know, he, when he was with Memphis. He did only like was it the Wildcat, and he only did a, he only had he had a small playbook. It seemed like from what I was told was he impressed during the combine. That's what sent his draft stock up. The Broncos ended up picking him over da- uh, uh, Pax or what is um, Dak Prescott, and it, you know, and it was just bad. Like he's had he had all the opportunities to make it as a starting quarterback for the Broncos. They gave him the chances, and there was times where. Um, it seemed like he cared more about playing Madden than than playing football. So um, he had his opportunities, and uh, he lost lost his chance, unfortunately. So um, him going to the Guardians, I was like, oh boy, and that was kind of, it felt like a bad omen uh, when he came. But um, he, you know, he did all right. He had a few good plays. I mean, we had we had, you know other, things aside. I think our you know we know about the offensive line was not protecting him. He had to throw it really quick. The time I went with. Michael to uh, the game against the San Antonio Brahmas. So yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know if he'll be, I don't know if he'll be there next year or what. I don't even know, but um, yeah, he had his, he actually was in the CFL for a short moment and didn't even, he didn't, he, I think he thought he could just get in automatically like starting yeah. role, but he was in, you know, down below on the depth chart and he probably didn't like that too much. So he was with like the Seahawks, and then I think he even went to the Steelers uh, for a show. He was a little bit. Of, he was a little bit of a journeyman, but yeah, he just couldn't Mm-mm. couldn't put it together, man. He couldn't, be- just... One of his one of one of his biggest wins was in preseason against the Broncos as like a re- revenge game, basically. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah, I felt you know I I seen him in training camp and I was rooting for him, but he just didn't perf- he didn't perform. I think he was throwing the ball too deep um, or he was just inaccurate with his throws and he's just, he would run all the time and then get sacked. So that's my take on that. Good question though. So I will say, I don't think we have to worry about him playing for the guardians <laughs> in 2024 because technically his Neon. rights were acquired by the San Antonio Brahmas at the end of the season. If anyone recalls oh, that. Them. Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> we dodged that bullet. Sorry, yeah. Paxton, if you're watching. Uh, so, uh, well, it's safe to say I wasn't, we I wasn't entirely there. upset with Paxton Lynch, man. 
I might be the only Guardian fan to really say that. I wasn't entirely upset with him. I think that it was such a shakeup between coaching staff, between players. I don't think anybody really got to have a chance to get a footing for the first, I don't know, half of the season. So I'm not yeah, going to just throw it on him like that. I do think he could play ball. And, and I wasn't upset yeah. with what he did. He, he made a lot of mistakes, but I wasn't completely upset with what he did because a lot of our home entire team made mistakes the entire year. Granted, we had a lot of key players in there that tend to not make many mistakes, but a lot of these guys were making mistakes, and that's for any of these teams. It, chemistry takes time, and with a league like this where it changes on a consistent basis, like every season is going to be very much different. Yeah, we're going to have our players that stick with us, but it's going to be very much different. So the chemistry thing, it's a little different from the NFL where, like, yeah, you got the first week shakes, maybe the second week shakes, but you expect your team to play ball the proper way by the third weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And we can't really say the same for a league like this where it's constantly being kind of dissected and, and players be moved around. It's it's kind of unorthodox, so you can't really say the same for something like this. I think it's going to be more of the teams that do end up having the chemistry that stays will be the teams that start to shine really in the first half of the season. Like as we see these players kind of stick around for two, three seasons, you're going to start to look at them and say, okay, these guys, they do have the chemistry to really just kind of start playing ball within the second week, third week, where a lot of these guys aren't going to be able to do that. It takes time. So especially for a quarterback position, just being thrown in there, brand new, fresh season one, it's kind of rough. So I, 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 don't, I don't knock them. We've definitely seen quarterbacks in the league, though, that did absolutely fantastic, like Tom Woos and... It, it, it was crazy. We've seen, we seen guys really play ball, but at the same time, man, it's it's a different league, man. It's a different thing. Uh, uh, I know we're probably running out. We're probably past our two-minute warning here, but <laughs> yeah. now, my take on it is is you've got to be able to um, adapt quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, this is that kind of league. you know. We don't know how long it's going to be around, hopefully very long time. We don't know... We don't know if it's just going to be almost like a strict feeder. You know what I'm saying? Guys are going to be going in and out, trying to go into NFL. So in in my eyes, you got to make the best of the situation. So when you get that call up, hey, make it happen, Captain. Because, I mean, other teams didn't have a problem with it. I mean, and granted, we went over the stats last week, and we actually weren't that bad. We weren't we were, that bad. We um, were splitting snaps with uh, during that Brahma's game. They were splitting snaps with Francois, and and, yep. and there wasn't really a rhythm, is what what Michael Lathrop was saying. And yeah. I agree totally. So you know, so and there Paxton did have a connection to Rambo for like seventy yards. I remember he had like a big bomb or whatever. Yep. So he he did worse in the USFL, if I'm not mistaken, and and then prior. So he didn't do bad really with the Guardians. Uh, he wasn't yeah. as as bad as he was with with USFL and be and back farther back, but you know, he, he, Dormandy was our answer, it seemed, and and he took the reins. So that's it for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm Mike just gonna at, say, that if we run over, it's coach's fault today for throwing <laughs> in an extra question that was not in the notes. But hey, it's okay. It's okay. So to wrap up this segment, I do want to just take a moment. And thank everyone for tuning in last week and helping to spread the word because we were over 500 views. I uh, I think we were just over 550 views last week. Not necessarily from live, but anyone that watched it afterwards just by sharing and getting the word out. Um, It's hard to believe that because there was only, what, 20-some people that follow the page. So 
kudos to everyone. Uh, you know, obviously you got to start someplace, but I don't think any of us anticipated 500 views, uh, in the first week. So that's definitely, um, something we should applaud because it wasn't just our doing. It's the whole X and Legion and, and whatnot that really jumped on board. So Spread the word. All right. So we'll get into uh second down now. All right. The elephant. If you're not aware of it, there was a breaking development today. All right. Per Exos and Sportico reports, the XFL and USFL are in discussion of a potential merger. Okay. So we're just going to kind of go through and get everyone's initial thoughts. What we're going to do is we're going to actually pair this second down and the third down because this is going to probably be a lengthy conversation. So this gives essentially 30 minutes to have this discussion. So why don't you go ahead, Jared, as our guest, and get us started with your initial thoughts on what was reported today. Now, also, let me know in the chat what you guys are thinking right now before we even share our opinions. Are you against it? Are you for it? And let me know one at least one reason why. Drop a, drop a comment in the chat and let me know. Yeah, um, you know, survivability, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really help if, that, if it goes through. Um, I am not a big USFL fan. I do respect it. Um, I think it, I thought the XFL had a higher quality of football. That's just me though. Um, I watched about five, five or so games or more of the uh, USFL last season. Um, there was some good games. I remember the stars versus like the generals was like a scoring fest. And, uh, you know, they got some really good, good, really good players. Um, Sternberger for the stallions, and, and so forth. So um, they have, we, you know, and some of those players have come to the XFL as well. So um, whatever is going to keep these leagues to survive is all, I'm all for it. Cause that's exactly, that's the only, you know, that's what I support the XFL for. Um, do I wish they had their own home markets? Yes. And their own fan bases. Heck yes. I, I, I don't believe in the hub thing, you know, like, Oh, when are we going to get our team? Oh, maybe five years from now, you know, they'll be playing in our home stadium. You know, I don't want that. Like, play, be, in, be, you know, be at the stadium in your local hometown. But if the USFL can do it right, I'm all for it. Um, the XFL has, you know, the USFL has more to gain, I think. I think XFL has, has kind of their number because they have The Rock. Um, the Rock is a total market machine and can get those college football players, and I think, and swindle them over to the XFL. Um, you know, I thought they were trying to embrace two different leagues, you know, like, oh, it's going to be competitive, and, and you know, we like the competition is what D- Daryl Johnson said, and, and that sort of thing. And I think I think the XFL had, has the edge um, in general um, over the USFL, even though they had two seasons, you know, versus one. But... I'm, you know, it's if it, you know, they, it's going to be easy evaluation. The valuation is going to go up for the XFL pr- property. You know, they they want to make this an investment. That's going to go that 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 uh, valuation of how much they paid and what they can sell it for is going to go up, and that's going to make a profit for them. And um, they want a quick quick fix, like or a quick way to get their you know the the money to be worth you know their league worth more emerge is going to do that so and then with the networks you know possibly fox coming back or whatever and maybe nbc i don't know that's going to help both leagues out um hopefully i don't know what their tv deal will be but 
Um, it, it's going to be- benefit both uh, both leagues, I think. Uh, w- there's some stuff with the USFL, I think, that a- XFL could could work on, and maybe they could both e- help each other out. And there's just so many more questions to, to know about what's going to happen in the future with both these leagues. So I'm done with talking about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess I'm up next. Um, for me, man, it's uh, I hate it. I'm probably gonna have the hottest take here, and oh, I put it on the wrong one. Let me, just, let me go ahead and fix it. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have the hottest take here. It's uh, it comes down to I just think we need a couple more a couple more seasons under just the XFL. I almost feel like we're just taking on this burden um, to where yeah, they have these connections, they have these resources. But I I don't I think it's the hub thing that's fucking killing these guys. It doesn't make any sense to me. It didn't make sense to begin with. It it just it if you don't have fans, what are you doing playing? Like why even play football? Even at high school games, we see people show up for these teams, right? Like it's in Texas. <laughs> it, it's it, bro. It doesn't make any sense to me the fact that you're just you're like okay, we'll just have everybody play in Alabama. And, and it, it kind of, in my mind, that's what led to the situation. And I, I did see something today that I I think maybe the XFL had reached out first. Personnel from the XFL had reached out first about the merge. And if that's the case, I don't even understand it. It makes no sense to me. Because with a couple more years, my thing is this. We have eight teams. We're struggling hard enough as it is to get a fan base going for each of these teams. Yes, yeah, some of these teams are doing great in terms of fan base. A lot of these teams are not, and it's going to take time. It takes time to build that and say, oh, these guys aren't going anywhere. Oh, I got something to go do. It, we're having a hard enough time as, that is, as it is. If we, if we double that right now, we could see a divide on some of these teams where it's like, oh, yeah, I might live. Like, let's say in my case, right, I live in Florida. I grew up in, in, I grew up in Philly, right? So now I got the stars. You, there's a lot of people that may question, oh, well, why wouldn't I just go with the stars? You know what I mean? There's going to be a divide in places where people, because there's not a love for it already. We just watched our team lose the entire fucking season. Excuse my language. But we did. But we're still going to sit here and because we're, we're fans, right? But there's also fans that were showing up and buying tickets that may not feel the same way. They may see another team come through and say, all right, well, that's where I'm from. I'm going with that team. You're going to see a divide. We didn't even get to build that strong, loyal fan base for each of these teams the way it's supposed to be before we start thinking about this. In my mind, give us two seasons. Give us three seasons before you talk about this. And if you are going to talk about a merge right now, I really, 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 truly hope it's only going to be for playoffs, only going to be for championships, where the best of the best just go. Because if you just blend the, these two leagues together right now for me i don't know bro i i just feel like we're taking on a burden just for what some resources for fox i don't know bro i, I know coach is gonna try to change my mind but i i don't know let me know in the chat what y'all are thinking i feel like i had the i'm the only one that's been like no it's not no no i just i feel like we need a couple more years before we even think about that they should be patient. I, I think Please they should have be been patient. patient. I agree with you. Yeah. 
Like, remember there was CFL talks like a year or so ago or whatever. We had to pause and be on hold for another year. We were supposed to come out in 2022, but then they said, oh, we're going to wait till 2023 or whatever for the, because of the CFL talks. And that was a mind blower, too. And I'm like, Canadian border issues and stuff. I ain't, I'm not down for that. So we got a bunch of we got a bunch of fanless teams blending into our league is the way I feel. And it's like there's going to be a divide. Now, I don't know. Granted, I don't know what they're going to do about the hub. If they get stadiums in these cities, it's going to be a divide. And we don't even have enough people to divide right now. <laughs> like it, that's all I see right now in my mind. It's like, what the fuck? Just we're just, we just started rolling. Let us cook. Like I feel like the second season we're about to cook. The third season we would turn up. People would be our our stadium would look like St. Louis. Can we get camping world like that before we talk about a merge? Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> all right, on well, on coach man. All right, so. Actually, the more the more research I've been doing, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence, and I'm going to lay it out for y'all. Reason me being on the fence. I think a merger is a great idea. Why? Because at the moment, you'll have... So with everything, right, you'll have people that are like, well, I'm just for USFL. Forget the XFL. And then you got people on the other side, I'm just for the XFL. Forget the USFL. You know what I'm saying? Now, we mix those two, we get those viewers, right? Here's the problem. We're going to go from eight teams to 16 teams. Now, granted, there's only really one market that's going to be really saturated, and I believe the USFL has a <clears throat> the Houston Gamblers, but everybody else, there's no... Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. There's no... I know they got a Philly team. We got a Pittsburgh team in New Orleans, New Jersey. It's that Alabama team. That Alabama team. Right, Alabama. What are the other but two? They play there, Houston. That's, that's the thing. New Orleans Breakers. New Orleans Breakers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they got a Michigan and a Memphis team. There Memphis, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. So now, mainly, it, mainly it's Memphis, Birmingham, and a little bit of Michigan. Michigan, they had the, the Detroit and uh, the uh, Lions football field. So. Right. Um. My biggest thing with it, like, um, I can't remember if it was you, uh, Deuce or Jared, that said, it's got to be done right. If it's rushed, it'll be, I almost, I'm almost positive it'll be a failed product there. And I don't think they should change the name. I love the XFL. I've seen the name getting thrown around, the USXFL. That's just too much crap. I'm sorry. And I like, and I like the XFL, um, like little uh, logo, the nice simple black and white XFL. If they're merge, beautiful. They merge logo. under the XFL. That's just it. Yeah, that USFL. Hundred percent. Good thing being, man. It's because so I was doing some research and watching like viewership and whatnot. The USFL was down in numbers drastically. Um, if they're talking about cutting teams, the two teams on the chopping block are. For the guard, uh, for the XFL, if you're basing it off of attendance and viewership, our team is second to last. Yeah. So that is scary. But I doubt they would shave us There's because no we're the reason. only Florida team. There's no right, we're won't. the only Florida team. Right. And 
I like I like the idea. It just has to be executed correctly in order for me to be completely bought in. If it's rushed and and it's not going to be easy. I they say by what? 2023? Can anybody correct me? By the end of this season yeah, they're going to they be merging. Expect, they expect it, bro. They expect I, it's it's weird. Next season. That's that's a lot of work. These are teams that that play in one stadium. You know, these are teams that don't have homes. And that's why I've never been a fan of the USFL because there's you don't you don't feel a, a tie to it. So when the XFL came out and they're like, "Hey, you got a home. You can go visit this place without having to drive city, city, you know, state to state just to see one game. No, you can come home and you can actually watch a game right here." I was like, "Absolutely." That was my biggest ticket. Like I didn't watch the USFL games. I really didn't. Oh, they were I, boring. And I love football. Don't get me wrong. And I love football. But and then even to bring them together, let's say like it's like a champion playoff game. Then you're really talking about splitting our viewerships, and that would really kill us. That'll kill the that'll kill the league because then they'd have to virtually start at the same exact time and then just play their champion versus our champion or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So it, it it's <clears throat> a lot of questions, a lot of things need to be answered because there's just not enough information. They dropped this huge teaser on us, yeah. and it's like nothing, you know. And with that, it, I mean, it's said, great man. publicity. It's great publicity. I mean, they got they got people talking about it, and that's <laughs> yeah, exactly because hey, that's the NFL. The NFL yeah. does the same thing. That's how the NFL stays relevant even when it's not in season. Yeah. They drop a teaser. They make themselves relevant. Like, come on. Yeah, you know. With that being said, do take take everything you see right now with a grain of salt because we do have very very limited information. There's I see things going around like right now like as if they're they're you know I mean written in stone. It's not the right. case. Just take things with a grain of salt right now. We we know they're working on it. We know they're 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 working towards it. Almost a finish, right? So we just don't have any information. Well, that, if we did, we'd share it with you guys, but we do not have. It right I want to. I want to comment on uh, Brahma Babe said, build what you have and then expand once you have stability. I agree, but I also don't agree. Reason being, I think the USFL knows they're on their one of their last legs. And before they completely close their doors, they might as well merge. <clears throat> It'll be significantly cha- cheaper for the XFL to absorb that. Versus trying to, um, <clears throat> versus trying to, you know what I'm saying? Then like restore something. Saying. You get, you get me? Yeah. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. I get it, but it's almost like, I don't know. I don't know of an analogy, but like, you know, it, you might as well buy it. Cause it's, you know, it's a dollar at this point versus paying $10,000 later. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I have that feeling as well uh, about them being on their last legs. Um, I have that feeling as well. I, th- I think uh, the XFL did a number on the USFL, and like you know about it, we all, like I know I did. I had some football fatigue after the XFL season was over. So um, just like I heard other people having that same issue. So no, I was I, I, I needed I wanted the season to be longer. I did. That's one other. That's one other pro I did see. I was like more games. I could vibe with that. I, I totally could vibe with that because I wanted more home games. I wanted to be able to go there and just paint up green and, and go crazy again. I was having so much fun, especially because we only got our win late in the season. 
I'm like, oh, we're starting to play ball. <laughs> like, I, so more games, I'm totally for. Longer season, yeah, I'm totally they, for. They, they, I think, honestly, obviously, not obviously, sorry, but if they do a merger, right, and they do get all these teams, they got to open up that playoff. They got to open it up. Yeah. It cannot be how they did it last year. It's got to be almost like a NFL playoff bracket kind of thing. Yeah. That's I would good. Feel. 16 teams. I mean, no, it's not a ton of teams, but I mean, it's 16 teams. Now we got to, you know, get some more people in and whatnot, I think. Well, what do you guys think they would do with divisions? They would, we would, we would have more divisions. It would just be yeah. straight up, you know what I mean? So I think it would have to be. You would legitimately have to have it a longer actual bracket playoff. You probably would have, yeah. I, I think, uh, I think X Fan Show brought it up earlier. You would probably have to have a bye week. Well, yeah, yep. If you're going to expand this, the, the regular season <laughs> schedule, one. yes, totally, yes, yeah. Isn't isn't Vegas moving? The Vipers, they're moving, are they not? That's what I heard. I still haven't seen full confirmation. I've seen like actual confirmation, but I haven't. I've heard nothing about an actual location. So I don't know, bro. It's not yeah. official. Oh, I put the wrong thing up. Maybe, I don't know, Mike but it's looking is. like it. You guys ready for my initial reaction and my thoughts? Yeah, Please. sure. Go for you've it. Been, you've been super quiet, and you've yeah. had that grin on your face, <laughs> so I'm waiting to hear what you got. Well, you know, the, the thing is, it's, it's too new, right? So when we, you know, I, I don't want to do too much of a reaction off what you guys said, and being the last guy, it's a little easy to do that, though. So. I heard this last legs of the USFL and um, we have to remove emotion. This is business people. This is business. Spring football has been on its last legs for years. Okay. And it costs a lot of money regardless if you're in a hub or not. The USFL did two years. The XFL got through one, and it's reported $60 million loss. The first year the USFL came out, it was reported they had a $7.5 million profit. Okay? What's it factored into it is that they dealt with a lawsuit themselves, right? And no one knows what that settlement was with the original USFL people. But the reality is neither one of these leagues got anywhere near the numbers that 2020 did for the XFL as far as ratings. So... Business as we see it ahead of us may not be feasible for either one. It's going to cost money. And the XFL has to dig itself out of a hole already. And the chances of them digging out of it by the end of year two, they're still not probably going to be profitable. They're lucky if they get to a break-even point. So the XFL, we can get into whether we want to talk about Redbird Capital or whoever initiated the talks. doesn't matter who reached out. The other party was willing to have the conversation. So it tells you they're both in the same place. Okay, so remove emotion. Doesn't matter who you're a fan of, what league you don't like, whatever. You gotta, re- gotta remove it because if you want spring football to be here a year or two from now, this looks like this is the only option forward. Okay, so the potential of a merger—it's discussions. We have already seen talks north of the border with the XFL. It didn't happen, but we still had a season, right? So it doesn't guarantee it's over. It's a potential. They are discussions, but. We got to remove that fan perspective and start looking at this as a business, right? We're just customers. And I know it sounds tough to hear, but we are customers. We we are fans to ourselves, but to them, 
their customers. So, as a business move, both ownerships are invested into these endeavors, and this is not a charity. They desire longevity and profitability. So they got to make moves in those two key areas. Whatever changes have to happen have to be with those in mind. So if they continue to compete, they're only going to spend more money trying to drown each other out. We have the USFL mentioning real football. This is not a Hollywood production. And the XFL spending more money because they need to have those fans in the seats to show that they are your traditional football, right? Well, they're only going to spending more money on advertising or more money in venues, whatever it is. So they need to stop the competition and think more wisely with their dollars. So here's the big piece. I don't think it's just XFL and I don't think it's the USFL. I think the National Football League plays a factor in this because both leagues want that partnership so bad. The NFL is not going to partner with both in the way that they need it, the way they want that um, endorsement, uh, you know, become essentially the official minor league team, whether we like it or not. The National Football League comes in. We know that uh, Daryl Johnson was talking about how they have a plan, but the, they can't get the NFL on board. Well, the XFL and the NFL have their, you know, plane rules and innovation, but they don't have a full-fledged exchange of money coming. And I'm not saying that'll ever happen, but you need to be the one and not one of many that are still struggling. So, let's really think about this for a second. I keep hearing 16 teams. I know what's being reported, but these are discussions. 16 can turn to 14, 14 can turn to 12, 12 can turn to 10. All right? And the reason why I say this is because there are no venues locked in, right, for a lot of teams. So, that this plays on both leagues right now. Right? We know that Vegas, as far as the XFL, are out of Cashman. Right? They're looking for another venue. Well, it's easy to, at the table, go off Vegas. We have another team that's looking for a venue to be secured, and it's being reported Rice with Houston. Here's the thing. Both leagues have a Houston team. Oh, I believe they'll figure something out, and there will be no more potential... Um, leverage for whoever the venue is at Rice to think of, well, we can potentially negotiate with two leagues. Well, if it's one, the price gets cheaper. And two, don't be surprised if with the Roughnecks, with everything they had with their intellectual property, we've had issues where they had to change the logos and stuff. Don't be surprised if the Roughnecks brand gets thrown out the window and they keep the gamblers as a concession of of the two leagues coming together. So if the league gives up both of those because of the venues they don't have secured, they already have the other contracts locked in. Let's not worry about Orlando. I'm not saying that as an Orlando fan or a Guardians fan. I'm saying this, let's look at business sense. It's a business. Now, if you start looking at these other ones from the other team, uh, the other league, the USFL, there's not many venues locked in. They only have three locked, and they're still negotiating with Ford Field up in Detroit. Their lock is... Birmingham, Memphis, Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame. I have a feeling, my gut tells me, that one of those teams that have no stadium are going to get relocated and rebranded as an Ohio team. That's where they have a venue locked in. 
the XFL is not, they're not going in some magical hub thing. They're keeping the show. They have contracts for these venues, people. Just don't get out of them. You're going to pay it for anyway. You might as well play in your venues. So now what's going to happen? Are we looking at a 10 team league? Are we looking at 12? Or do we get to 16? Is it possible? The other piece we've got to keep in mind is it doesn't matter what these two sides agree to when the dust all settles. It still needs to pass through regulatory for the government. The merger has to be approved. So there's too many pieces. It doesn't matter if they announce tonight in the, the wee hours. It doesn't matter if we hear it tomorrow before the weekend next week. Something's going to happen. And we may not have the answer for actually for some time. So they got the emotion. I know it's easy to go like look at a fan, you know, from, I, trust me, I got Guardian stuff up behind me. I've been a season ticket holder for both iterations of the Guardians. This is not, you know, I don't want my team stripped away. And I know there's probably people in the chat right now probably like, what are you talking about? You know, certain teams not come back. We need to remove emotion because these people are operating a business and they want, a return on their investment. We're going to do whatever it takes. Can't remove my emotion. No, I just dropped a bunch. I'm saying initial reaction. I, I can see things. I don't know things, people. But let's really start to look at things from a different lens. That's all I got to say. I don't think I don't think they would drop a bomb like that if it isn't something super, super unfeasible. I don't know if that's even a word. Uh, <laughs> you know, The Rock is trying to be smart with what he does and what he says and what he leaks. I, I I do think it's very feasible. I don't think it's 16 teams. I was just saying off the rip, it's 16. But I know that most of these, not most, but a good part of them. But I do see at least there being 10 to 12 teams coming over. And doing it because they reported 50 50. So it doesn't matter who's giving up their teams. Right. They're going to be, they're going to be equal owners in this. So it doesn't, in the end, do you, do you really care? You're just trying to look at the bottom line. What what they're going to do. They're going to go based off of venue. There's going to be like three uh, USFL teams left. Yeah. Unless they do keep all 16. But if that's the case, they have to find venues. You're not going to play partial hubs and most of the other teams have their own. It, it won't make sense. Make you either easy. have to, you know what I'm saying? It, it's it's either all 16, they're all in venues, or you're cutting, reducing teams yeah. for the venues you have. I need a whistle. It, one or the other. I, call these cool, I call these downs, bro. I need a fucking whistle, man. Yo, coach, send me a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, listeners might not like that. <laughs> yeah, no, they probably wouldn't. I'll get a whistle noise on Discord. It's fine. I'll just use it on the soundboard. Yeah, uh, having having it, you know, and I get what you're saying, and it, it should. I I do still think that it's it's probably more than likely still going to happen. I, it's just not as easy <clears throat> as people think. It, it's going to be. <clears throat> It's going to be difficult because it is a lot of teams. It's a lot of players. It's a lot of staff. It's a lot of a lot of moving parts that need to happen in a very, 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 very short amount of time. So that's what I'm saying from the from the fan standpoint. It needs to if it happens, it needs to be clean and it needs to not be sloppy. 
needs to not be sloppy. It needs to look good. That's right? the only reason the why product the we championship got... thing, right? Like the championship thing, because at that point, my thing is this. They just bought this business. You can't expect that business to profit in the first two, three years. It takes that exactly. Time. So, and, it, and it's not even, I think Jared brought it up earlier. It's not even, if you're talking about dollars and, and what they're capable of and where it's at, it's that's not that crazy of a loss, especially considering every team had a venue. It's not that crazy. Especially I don't know, because the USFL, the USFL was profitable. Like, we've seen what 2020 did. We know it can be replicated, but people were unsure this first season. All it really takes is to say, look, we're really here. I bet you by we wouldn't even have had to do this by year three. They're going to be profiting through the roof. Let these things and trends start keep popping off the beer snakes and all this. These 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 stadiums are going to be packed, man. And it may be you're an investor. Be patient. Be patient. If you're an investor, like take your time. Jeez. So that's why I still am so against it. I just think it takes more time. Let us actually prove what this business is worth quick. Before you start merging and, and finding a medium of 50-50, what? That doesn't make sense to me. So, Deuce, look at it this way, okay? The numbers, we can look at the amount spent and how rich these people are. Well, rich people are not rich for just pissing their money away, okay? Right, right, right. All right. The XFL 2020 spent way more money out of the gate than they anticipated, I thought I always heard two hundred million is what Vince right, McMahon. Right, right. No, keep it. There. Keep in mind, you don't know. We hear, and I, I'll, I'll just say it. We hear talks of the TSA and the CDC bringing back certain things with this pandemic. You don't know what's around the the, the corner, and if you've already lost sixty million, and you're looking at other numbers, your overall attendance is, does not even match at the venues back in 2020, or lower in Houston, in Arlington. Seattle. You're looking at your television numbers are lower. At some point, you have to stop and think, okay, 2020 give us this idea that this is what it should be. You're in a different climate now. You don't know at what point the rug could get ripped out from underneath you from a government standpoint and shutting down travel and people doing X amount of things. And the other thing is you're competing with another league. That's something that 2020 did not have, and that's not going away unless you address that head on. You can spend all the money you want, go head to head with them, and in essentially just take jabs at each other. We got the players themselves are saying which league they like better, and they're they're taking shots. Kyle Sloter took his jabs all at the XFL. At some point, do you want anybody tarnishing you while the numbers are already low? You need people to get back in the seats. You need people to watch. It's not just the XFL. The USFL needs it. They know that the, what they're doing compared to they already have that knock. Their numbers dropped dip below what the XFL did this year. Yeah. They know they have to look at it. Well, what if it dips again? Yeah. It's not about who's ahead and who's not. People in business have to look at it like, oh boy, this is not what we anticipated. Right? We have legitimate competition. It's foolish to keep going head to head. And you know, I was so when this all got started, everyone, they have to merge, they have to merge all before the XFL even kicked off in 2023. I get it, people. Both leagues had to give it a go to know what they really had. Now they know what they have. Now they know what they're actually facing against each other. So I'm not saying I love it. I'm just saying I'm taking off the emotion 
I'm a fan and I'm trying to look at. I studied business. I studied sport management to get into sports financing and stuff in college. Now I'm 43, so that's a while ago. But I understand it in a different way. You know, and I'm not saying that I, I do it as a living, but I mean I I do understand. I've been in business long enough. You know, as now as an adult in other industries, but come on, we have to stop. We have to really think, do we want football? Because if they keep going head to head, we don't know what the, what the next season head to head actually does and if those numbers drop even further. God forbid if you know the pandemic and the government decides to come in. I mean, right or wrong, you know, everyone's got their own opinions on, you know, things that deal with health and, and whatnot, but I'm I'm not trying to get but I'm just saying Think about what that could do to business because we saw what it did to 2020 when the league came to a complete halt and it was done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. And if there's one thing the XFL did right, their opening season is to do all the games in one venue and they saved a bunch of money doing it and all that. They That was smart. And like you said, they were actually profitable. I mean, obviously the lawsuit, that's whatever we can let's just remove that from it but they made money their first year we lost significant money our first year and you know looking at numbers and you feel you know <clears throat> quick google search and you'll see that we had more viewers at um our championship game and they lost like 500,000 viewers or something like that so that's a significant drop for a already smaller viewership um so i think what hurt them is they still stayed at that one primary location again if you're not giving your fans a home hard it's a hard sell it's terrible so it's a right it's a hard sell it feels like a dead drop but with that being said man i know we we kind of running a little bit over uh let us know in the chat what y'all thinking man i'm gonna go over some of these comments real quick um, and then I guess we could, we could, cause we could talk about this all night. We could be here another 20 minutes. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. So, with <laughs> yeah. that being said, we're just going to chalk it up there so we can move on a fourth down, but let me know which in the chat, what y'all thinking real quick. Cause I'm going to go over some of these, these comments I seen earlier. I'm just kind of scrolling through. Uh, so that was Jackie talking about. So Jackie had said, um, I was not a fan of the USFL boring. The fact that the home teams aren't home is a big loss. Absolutely covered that 1,000%. Um, Brahma Babe said, build what you have and then expand once you have stability. Totally agree with you. Uh, just kind of scrolling through, catching some of these. Um, my wife said they want it before 2024, and, I, and that's what I was seeing too. So I, if it's going to happen, I expect it to happen ASAP. Um, uh, Brahma Babe said USFL is grappling for what they can get into for sure. I agree. I did see, I think uh, Scott had said if if the merge happens, we lose the Guardians. I really hope that's not the case. I don't think I, so. I don't, I don't anticipate that. I don't see that. I don't see anything Florida is possible, but I don't think so. I don't I think don't Florida's so. going to lose the team. Um, let's see. Just kind of scroll through. Let's get some of these. There's a lot. So Brown Babe said there are a lot of small pieces that need to mush together. And yes, uh, this has to be organized and come across professional. Too many what ifs could be detrimental to the longevity of the league. And I totally agree. Uh, my wife said it makes sense fin- financially. Yeah. Uh, Brown Babe said, w- would y'all agree that the XFL is also fighting two previous tries, a new rebrand, and in some markets, getting fans to trust the league? Uh, 
Like that's what I was about to kind of what I was touching on. And I think that's totally true within two, three years. We'll see what this business can actually do. If Danny Garcia and the rock continue to, you know what I mean? Push it the way they're doing. Why wouldn't it? All you have to show is that there is stability. You can't just keep giving us something, take it away, give it to us, take it away. Show me that it's going to be here and people will show up. So I totally agree. with I, I, I agree. I agree with her when she says that, that that is something that I think we, we as fans and, and people to buy in is struggling to do because you have, I, I mean, how many leagues have we had? I mean, we had two failed attempts with the XFL. We had the God, what was it called? The AA, the AAFL, whatever. Yeah. 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 That one with which I'm not gonna lie, Atlanta's team was pretty tight. The legends, the purple yes. and gold, that was a tight uniform. Arena um, after you, 25 plus years, they went out of business. You know, they yeah. they actually expanded like 23 teams or something like that. Just because you have a lot of teams doesn't mean you're gonna make it possibly. So, right. um, and there's other ones that folded. And and then now you have it, and I can and I and I can completely agree that. We can't fight the stability, we the longevity. We cannot fight with the USFL. If we fight, we will lose both leagues, hundred percent. If we stay fighting with both, if it's both leagues, it's our league versus your league. We will lose both of them, and then we have no show. <laughs> I've noticed one thing with these: um, we have more competition in the in the city market. Like Orlando, I didn't even know this, but Orlando Predators. Uh, in the NAL, they were having they had a game the same day, I believe, as the Guardians, and then the Vegas Vipers they had a game the same time as the Vegas Nighthawks Nighthawks of the IFL. So, like, and supposedly the Orlando Predators had like ten thousand people at their at their game from what I from what I researched. So, so um, we're even divided on that, like indoor versus you know arena versus outdoor, you know, so. And, the, and the, there's so much going on, like Vegas, like I said, it oversaturated market, too many things coming into that city. And, and if you're a first time, first year of league, you're going to have struggles. If you're a major league like MLB, OK, you're going to be fine, but not freaking one, you know, first year league. They're going to have they're going to have much more harder times than, you know, if the NFL comes to Las Vegas, of course. So um, that's my take. Well, I mean, we got to keep coming back to these are not the same as 2020. The landscape has significantly changed. It's not just the XFL, USFL, right? I mean, that's head to head. I mean, you keep hearing whether it'll ever happen or not, doesn't matter. But the Major League Football is still always floating around. You got now the IFA that's supposedly going to have three teams in Texas and three teams in Mexico. There is going to be competition with Mexico, Mexico. Oh yeah, Mexico, like Cancun. Really? Yeah, it's gonna be the International Football Alliance or Association or something like that. Yeah. And they're supposed to be launching off here in 2024. So again, there are a number of things. Arena teams and leagues are popping up everywhere. The football landscape, the football ecosystem has totally evolved into something that did not exist in 2019, did not exist in 2020. Everyone is investing in football. Everyone thinks they can give it a go because everyone sees what has worked and what has failed. So everyone thinks they have the new formula. When you have two leagues that have their own formula and they're realizing they could benefit together versus trying to keep going at it alone, I think we should trust that. 
in the business sense, if they can get it, get in, and do it right. Again, time will tell. But uh, I know we're getting really close. What was it? Oh, we got about a minute to go. So we didn't really get into the fourth down, so let's do it. Deuce got back in the seat, so now here's your moment. Uh, that announcement, Deuce, for anyone that may or may not be aware, do you want to share what we got going on? Uh, yeah, I wish I had the uh, the information in front of me. If you guys don't know, uh, they're bringing a showcase to Orlando. Well, not necessarily Orlando. I believe it's in Celebration, if I believe. Uh, Celebration High School. Uh, if you guys yes, are in great. the area, uh, we're going to be throwing a tailgate there, man. It's going to be dope. Neon Green Mafia. We're going to we're going to have a, a tent out or whatever the case is. We're going to have food, drinks. We're going to be doing a, a couple different things. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe I can get Coach to print us up a couple shirts, Neon Green Mafia shirts, or whatever the case is. Maybe we could do something. Uh, maybe I, I don't know. We'll figure something out. I want to do a couple giveaways. I want to do a couple. I don't know. We're, we're going to have some fun. A couple games, a couple prizes, uh, drinks, not alcohol, because it will be at a high school. So if you are going to come October 7th, Celebration High School for the tailgate, do not bring alcohol, please. Just what it is. We can have an after party yes. somewhere at a restaurant and have drinks, but not there, please. We will just be having fun, uh, showing support for the league. It's going to be from 7. We're going to be, it's going to be early. Uh, we're going to be setting up probably about six 30 in the morning. Uh, but we're going to be there from seven. I think it's till 4 PM. Uh, we'll be there the whole time. You never know who you might see there. Uh, we're doing our best to try to reach out to everybody that we can maybe get some sponsorships for this and, uh, and, and make it as big as we can. So this is a couple weeks away, October 7th. Come check us out, man. Big tailgate. We're going to do what we can. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, if you're in the area, definitely, definitely come check us out. Oh, I was going to say, as far as far as T-shirts, Mike did put in an order. I have dropped the ball. I have fumbled. I have intercepted whatever y'all want to say. He put in, and he sent me the stuff, and I just, honestly, with coaching at the high school level, I didn't expect my life to be as busy as it is. But I'm starting it this weekend. I finally got all the material in, and... If you want to do shirts, I'll definitely be able to do it because I finally got the the proper material to put it on literally anything. So now it doesn't even need to be polyester. It can be any material that you want. So, yes, sir. Ooh. Yes, sir. Well, on that yes, note, sir. let's just thank everyone for tuning in and thank you for sharing it and uh, helping us grow this thing. It's uh, definitely a pleasure to have everyone here. But thank you to Jared for coming on to episode number two. In yes. the books, it didn't start so pretty, but hopefully we're fine, uh, finishing a little bit stronger. <laughs> Real yeah, quick. I'll come on it. I'll come on here, ha- you know, uh, here and there throughout the in the future. So thanks for having me on this uh, second episode. Real quick before we leave, I will be dropping a uh, a link after the show. Come back and check the comment section. Actually, I'll just make a post. I'll be dropping a link for our Discord that we associate with the show. It's uh, if you don't know what Discord is, it's it's a place where we can. It's kind of like a private social media where it's kind of like a big group chat where you can just get together, talk about whatever it is that has to do with the show or Neon Green Mafia. You guys can ask questions that could be potentially asked on the next show. You guys could even maybe even have a section where you guys can say, hey, I want to be on the you know a future episode. We might be able to pull you on as a guest. Uh, so join the Discord. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a place where we can just kind of, excuse my language, bullshit throughout the day. So... Definitely come check us out. I'll be sharing a link for that. 
Uh, as soon as I share the beat, it'll say Discord, Neon Green Mafia, all that good stuff. Definitely join that. And um, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, this. We got to hear Mike. We got anything else? This is. All right. So, your friends at the, the Neon Beam. Green Mafia well, Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode Make sure to turn on that notification So you don't miss an episode Embrace the Neon